This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge. Because I just went gay all of a sudden. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. General, would you care to step outside? Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. So, I was watching this thing. Have you seen that thing on Netflix? It's a couple years old, but it's like the history of swear words with Nick Cage. Have you watched that? Dude. I think it's only a year old. But they go through, like, I just started. I just started before we had to jump on here. But Sounds just, like, right up my alley. I mean, it's so fucking great. There's, there's all these different, um, like, comedians that are, you know, and then there's actual, like, etymologists and people that write, like, definitions Etym- for... Etymologists. Etym- etymologists, whatever. Yeah, from, you know what's weird is ent- entomologist studies bugs, etymologist studies the origins of words. Of words, yeah. It's a little too close. Like, can we just add, like, a couple of letters or something, maybe? Yeah. Make you guys are writing word. fucking words. Fucking figure it out, right? I know. Yeah. Um, I love words, But yeah, man. but they, they start off with the word fuck because it's the most versatile yes. curse word. I mean, it is. Yes. It's, it's, it's fucking amazing. It conveys yes. so much fucking emotion, however you want to fucking say it. Well, I just sent you that. um, Did I send you the thing about the guy, the foreigner who was talking about shit? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I take shit, I'm getting crap from you or I'm getting bullied by you. But if I take a shit, I'm taking a shit. Yes. And I give give you shit. (laughs) If I give you shit. I'm bullying you. (laughs) But if I give a shit, I care. care. <laughs> like, it's all about the articles, and I never yeah. like. How was I supposed to know? It was very funny. As a foreigner, it'd be very confusing. No, yeah. The, well, the yeah. English language is fucked up for foreigners. So, yeah. before we get started, I I have to confess, boys, I uh, I'm committed accidental homicide. <laughs> <laughs> what? What Legit. happened? Okay, so uh, what animal did I, you kill? Well, so I'm in my backyard, <laughs> and. Uh, I'm working on uh, my, you know, yard stuff like that. <laughs> Fucking Marco. And, What's the new password? Right? <laughs> I got it. I got it. So anyway, so I was working on, I'm working on my yard. I got a ton of trees. I got like three maple trees and a pine tree all in my backyard, right? Chuck's seen it. I got a ton of trees in my backyard. Yeah. And uh, I needed to trim the pine up so that the grass underneath it could get some sun. And uh, by the way, Matt coughing under mute is just hilarious looking. If you're watching this on YouTube, Matt coughing while muted is hilarious looking. Uh, so anyway, so I had to um, I had to trim up the bottom of the tree so the grass underneath it could get sun. So I took about like two feet of branches off the bottom of the tree. And I, you know, use one of those pole saws and uh I'm just, you know, up there. I'm like, oh, this one's got to go. Saw. This one's got to go. Saw. This one's got to go. Saw. And I saw one. And then I look down on the ground and I see a beautiful bird's nest upside down. 
<laughs> and Wait, what kind like, of dumbass bird builds a nest that low to the fucking ground? No, I mean, I was using a pole, so I was pretty high. Oh, okay, so you were up. Yeah. 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 So so I uh, freaking, I, I flipped the nest over, and it was empty. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thank God. Because the eggs had crashed into the ground already. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I get the nest out of the way. And I was going to show my kids the nest and everything. And then I grab the branch, this big old limb. And I start pulling the limb out of the way. Well, underneath the leaves, <laughs> there were some beautiful, bright blue egg shells with oh. this yellow liquidy substance oh, yeah. around it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, man, I fucking killed somebody's whole family just now. Like, <laughs> I just sort of grabbed a pan and... Well, and that was the thing. Like, I didn't even think to look. It's springtime. I should have thought to yeah. look for a bird's nest but i didn't and that's probably the southern california there's no fucking animals in southern california that nest in your trees and shit like, yeah i have one on my front i have one on my yeah. front porch and they're little red belly finches but they're already gone they, they yeah, left last well, week i think i freaking i screwed that one up so then i was like <laughs> I, I felt really terrible right and i thought oh my gosh I'm, i just feel terrible about this and it turns out you can feel worse because uh, later on, when I was explaining this story to my daughter about 20 minutes after I was, you know, I, I was cleaning up, um, I looked in the back and I saw a robin hopping around the tree looking oh, for the missing fuck. branch. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I know I parked somewhere right here. <laughs> it was like me looking for my fucking truck a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right. It was right here. It was right Where here. is it? I left it right here. And then here. when I told my daughter the story, she comes out to the back to look at where the, the carnage was. And she gets to the sliding glass door. She goes, Dad. And I'm like, I look. And there's a fucking Robin standing on the ground staring in my sliding glass door. <laughs> Got you, motherfucker. You're going to come out tomorrow and your car is going to be shitted on. Yeah, I'm like this motherfucker God. right here. I killed that Robin's whole potential family. Those were eggs. Oh, that, man. They're beautiful blue eggs or egg shells. But, uh, you know, I felt terrible. Yeah. And to all the listeners, don't send me. I know. I, it, I'll i check next time. God damn it. Okay. I felt terrible <laughs> for killing this. Whole I'm, I'm, I'm against abortion. You think I want to kill baby Robin eggs? No, I don't think so. <laughs> In Southern California, the little flying rats, the pigeons, they nest up in your house, and then when they get old enough to like walk around and squawk, they just walk right off of your roof and right onto the concrete. You come out Blah. every day to a dead fucking pigeon. <laughs> so, well, on that uh, murderous note, welcome to the locker room. I'm Tom. I'm Matthew. Chuck. I'm Marco. <laughs> oh, it's just a little simple one today. Oh, that's so nice. Like <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not the boys, bird killer this week. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, before we get into it, before the, the, we go off the tracks, the wheels fall off the carriage and any other useful metaphor we want to do, I would like to, uh, have you gentlemen join me in a toast. All right. I got my, um, I, I have my everybody drink have right a, here. Have a drink. For War Stories listeners, I have my Corporal Patino glass. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. And, and what's in that glass, Mr. Thomas? Uh, this is, uh, this is some Irish whiskey and some ginger ale over ice. Okay, and Chuck, what do you have there in your little mason jar? I got my mason jar from Walmart, <clears throat> and uh, all right, <laughs> super fancy, and uh, it's a seven-year Knob Creek or nine-year Knob Creek. Okay, all right, all right. nice. And what um, are you drinking? Wine there? Mar- no, this is a traditional oh, your Irish cough Irish syrup. coffee. Cough this is my Irish cough syrup. This is your hot toddy. So it's uh, well, it's not really. It's just basically, it's just uh. 
a Maker's 46, about four ounces of that, two ounces of hot water, a uh, squeeze of lemon in there, and some honey that has been uh, infused with THC. That's why it's a little darker right there. So, <laughs> And uh, so anyways, um, Marco, I should have followed up with you. I left it in the thread, but there's so much shit in there. But pretend mm-hmm. like you have a drink. Um, I just wanted to raise a glass to my father. Today would have been his 72nd birthday. Um, miss him dearly and fuck cancer. That's it. I want to tag up on that because okay. your dad was an honorary father to me for a long time. That's right. And uh, Marco and I both got in almost as much trouble as you did for moving all the furniture <laughs> out into the backyard. <laughs> so we could practice our band in the living room <laughs> when they came home yes, early from yes. their trip. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, Keith, I know you're looking down on us and going, Jesus, you guys haven't fucking changed a bit. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no. <laughs> also, the fucking cleanest goddamn putting green lawn I've ever seen in my life, dude. Your dad oh, was a wizard. My so my even. my dad, yeah, gorgeous. wizard with the lawn. And it wasn't a putting green. I, I, it was I don't just even drive your by front lawn. Yeah, but it was the yeah. same as a putting but green. Was, I, I was, drove by there. Yeah. A few years ago, and and I, I apologized to my father on behalf of those people for destroying the yeah. lawn that he had maintained so meticulously. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so it just kind of it fell on today. So I figured, yeah. you know, Keith, raise a glass to Keith. Launch <sighs> Mm-hmm. And I, your dad, your dad on? was the man who taught me to indirect, uh, indirect heat on the barbecue. Yeah. Your dad taught me that a little Weber grill can work wonders if you know how to arrange the coals and manage your heat. Your your dad yes. could cook anything on that little Weber grill, dude. Oh. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Chuck, yeah. what were you going to say? May he live on in you forever, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that, brother. You're welcome. He does, for sure. All right. So, so well, tonight is Warrior Poets, boys. It is. Um, but before that, can we spend just like maybe a, a, a mere 10 minutes on something? Well, it's, it, you're leading, you're leading okay. the charge here, brother. All right, so. here we go. So we're doing this. So, uh, um, I sent you guys this paragraph that I asked you to read and just kind of see what you thought about it. I'm going to read it for the listeners because they obviously didn't get the fucking email. Um, so here <laughs> yeah. it is. Uh, <laughs> the industrial revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. They have greatly increased the life expectancy of those of us who live in, quote, advanced countries, but they have destabilized society, have made life unfulfilling, have subjected human beings to indignities, have led to widespread psychological suffering in the third world to physical suffering as well, and have inflicted severe damage on the natural world. The continued development of technology will worsen the situation. It will certainly subject human beings to greater indignities and inflict greater damage on the natural world. It will probably lead to greater social disruption and psychological suffering, and it may lead to increased physical suffering even in, quote, advanced countries. Now, I dare say that we all kind of agree with that. I mean, am I, am I, does, does, do you guys not agree with any of that? It's, you know, look at where we are now. Yeah, to an extent. Well, so the the assignment from Matt, to be fair, was to read that, and formulate your opinions, ruminate on it, give it some thought, and yeah. uh, and don't look up where it came from. Don't look up right. source. Don't look up any context. Um, and uh, you had said, if you know the context, don't spoil it. And I think uh, 
I was pretty sure I knew the context. <laughs> and Matt I was pretty sure it. that you knew, and that's why mm-hmm. I said don't fucking say nothing. Right. Um, um, I 100% but, uh, agree with that. I have often said that if I could go back and live in any era, um, you know, some people say they go back to World War II. Some people say they go back to medieval times. Some people, I would go back to post-Civil War, pre-Industrial Revolution, Old West America, where okay. we were learning to be better people as far as, you know, treating each other right, as far as, you know, we'd, we'd freed slaves, Emancipation Proclamation, like, like we were, we were, we were being, we were trying to be our best selves in, in a lot of ways. I mean, yes, there were still shitheads being their worst selves, but everybody walked around carrying a gun because that was what was expected of you. And we all did our best to keep society polite and safe, you know? Um, and I think the industrial revolution has made things that the, the first world problems didn't exist pre-industrial revolution. There was no first world pre-industrial revolution. So I think the industrial revolution has caused us to manufacture struggles. It has caused us to have things like social media fights and, arguments about gender like like if we were still trying to survive pre-industrial revolution we wouldn't be arguing about that shit because we would be too busy focusing on staying alive right Ah, right. ah, ah, ah. (laughs) (laughs) sorry Uh to an extent yeah i i uh believe with that like i believe technology there's parts of it that are really evil and sinister and are you know destroying uh a whole you know, generation of, of people um, because they don't go outside. They sit in, sit in their house or fucking hobbits. They mm-hmm. don't know how to socialize with people. They don't know how to talk to people other through the, through a, a keyboard. And a lot of times they're fucking assholes. Just quite frankly, they're just, they're little dickheads. And then when you meet them in person, they're just, they're these spineless little shits and keyboard. Really warriors. it's creating, yeah, it's creating a whole like society of just morons i mean yeah. <clears throat> and, nar- and narcissists too oh exactly. yes. look at tiktok you know oh yeah, yeah. fucking these people those instagram fucking people who are oh, gonna fucking take a photo good nah, shut the fuck up everybody right, thinks right, they're right. special you know <clears throat> look at tiktok tiktok was it was invented by the chinese you know it was you know basically <clears throat> the Ch- in china it was like to, to show how smart you were and things like that and then it comes to the u.s and you have people doing dumbass fucking challenges on it being retarded and, and <laughs> acting stupid and it just it dumbs right. the whole society down and to me that's great fucking warfare i guess you know technology technological warfare from china to us and then whatever it just we've had a whole society full of morons but however the industrial revolution did bring a lot of good things like like vehicles and, and transportation and places and be able to go and explore different places and trains and shit like that. Right. So I think that part is good, but I think once we started getting into like the whole technology and things and it really started blasting. Cause when we had, I am shoot the shit, talk shit, but we still had to go out. We still had to associate and socialize with people. You know, there was no dating apps. You, if you wanted to meet a chick, you had to go out and meet a chick and not be a creepy weirdo. You know, now you talk to a girl online and then you just start, you know, sending off dick pics like yeah it's it's this this whole technology thing has created a bunch of weirdos it's 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 increased the, you know the whole pedophilia market you know and and this nasty dirty fucking things are on the internet and it, there's a whole society worth of just a nasty degrading pieces of shit however if we didn't have the industrial revolution we wouldn't be able to 
you know, go overseas. We wouldn't unless it was by a boat, but that's still considered the industrial revolution. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with like, staying tribal. I'm cool with staying <clears throat> in little pockets. Oh, we no were doubt. able to better take care of each other when we were, when we were compartmentalized, when we, when we had, because we're not designed to be global. We're designed to be tribal. We're designed to, to be in small that. groups. So, you know, yes, technology allows sword. our small group to remain a small group. Like this podcast is our small group. Our right. listeners is a small group. We take care of each other. We we talk to each other. We're friends with each other through the benefits of technology. But if we didn't have technology, we'd just find another way to do it. Yeah, I think up to a point, like yeah. right as the internet was just becoming a thing, that would have been a great place to stop. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, chat like, rooms. Like, yeah, chat rooms, and that was. <laughs> It's about it. Like, right. you know, if we could have just stopped before social media was even a word. Right. Um, you know, that way you still have the technology of like the innovations of, you know, industrialization as far as like planes, trains, automobiles and, right. and whatnot. Right. Um, but as far as the techie stuff, I think. The cell phones pre apps is what we're saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phone let's go back to the flip phones and then Nokia peanuts. When a phone was yeah. just a phone. Or even better yet, just go back to the old brick phones when they bounce signals off the satellites. Yeah. That way you could be out in like, the fucking like nowhere. I'm okay with texting, and, like yeah. the old texting, right? That's fine. But right. we don't need T9. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Industrial Revolution to me is like a story I know called The Puppy Who Lost His Way. <laughs> <So, laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Marco, what were you saying, Marco? But we want to get your, your yeah. views and thoughts. And You started talking and, and then I made a Billy Madison joke. Technical difficulties. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. technical difficulties. It's, Marco's facing some well. bits. Well, Marco, can you still hear us? I can. Yeah. Okay. So, Thomas, I know you know where this came yes, from. Yes, I do. Uh, Marco and Chuck, do you know who who wrote that? Yes. What I, I just know. read. No. Okay, so Marco knows. Long Chuck, long. you don't know. Chuck, I'm going to give you a hint. No, let my, Chuck guess. Just okay. let him straight up guess. Go ahead and guess. I don't know. Just no, fucking get, guess. You took a wild ass guess. Like, oh yeah, that's Elon Musk. No, you got, I mean, that's a you really good hint. That's a really good hint. For those of you on YouTube watching this, Matt is giving Chuck all the hints right now. Yeah, I just pulled the hood up <laughs> on my hoodie. <laughs> he put I couldn't on find. I couldn't find my aviator sunglasses, but I got these. Are kind of close enough. Those it are gets close the enough. Feel. It gets the feel. <laughs> Dude, if I had a mustache, I will say really this: sell it. The guy who wrote it. Was right Freddie about Mercury. what he said. Freddie he Mercury, you motherfucker. That's where I went. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Freddie no, Mercury the motherfucker so was, was right about what he said, but wrong about how he Correct. dealt with it. Yeah. A lot of people feel that way. A lot of people yeah. in high positions of authority and power and, and the law actually feel the same way. And I've read they just the entire thing. I've read the entire the entire pieces. the entire manifesto. Manifesto. I just like and, when they call it a manifesto because oh, it just sounds like more badass. Who do I look like? The yeah. fuck who's, who's, who's a, yes. There you go. There you go. Wow. Got it. Yeah. That's the, it that's and Chuck, the, if you've never read the Unabomber manifesto, read it. I'll send it to you. So I got a, I got the PDF <laughs> okay. file saved. I'll send it over to you. Well, that was a good hint. Right. Yeah, well, fucking spot on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I literally went, when you said manifesto, I went back to that uh that that uh that sketch they did of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The, and paper, I was like, the sketch oh, in the paper. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so he's not wrong about what he said. It. He was just wrong about 
sending oh. bombs to people in the mail. But did you know that everybody he sent bombs to was involved in the technological revolution? Like, Airlines, correct. Computer yep. designers, airlines. Like, oh, did, he, did he blow up and, like and this pro choice or uh, yeah, a pro choice place? No, everything he was always involved schools, in deforestation. It was like technological yeah. institutes, computer institutes, airlines. Or, yeah, anybody that was involved bomb. in destroying <laughs> the, in, the the natural world and and yeah. using technology. And he only killed. He only killed three people out of those. What was it? Eighteen or nineteen bombs or something like that. Was that how many he sent? Um, I don't remember. How yeah, it was a lot because he was learning as he went. Yeah, and like true. at first they were just like like overzealous firecrackers that weren't doing anything and just startling people. And then he was like because he journaled about the whole thing. Um, but it was just I had one of those moments where I was flipping through social media and just getting disgusted by what I was seeing. And I was like, oh, I need to take a fucking break and just not look at my phone for a bit because um, the shit just gets into your feed because your phones yeah, are mm-hmm. listening to you and it fucking starts throwing shit in there. And then I was like, I just caught myself thinking, man, fucking Kaczynski was fucking right. And I went, whoa, mm-hmm. wait a minute. <laughs> but but he was. Mm-hmm. But it's like, he you was. know, you, you when you can identify with somebody who's and he's not insane. He's a fucking genius. No, he's a genius. He just, like he's, he was like autistic. Said, he, he went about the wrong way. Yeah, right. He was he was he's probably an undiagnosed postal. autistic person or maybe he was diagnosed. I don't remember. But he went to Harvard. I don't think he right? was. I think he, yeah. went to, he went to At Harvard. 16. He got into Harvard. Harvard at 16, and then he yeah. went to the University of Michigan where he got his PhD after right. that in math. He was a genius, and he got abused yeah. by the system enough to where he went, you know what? It's technology that's making us evil. It's technology that's making us yep. awful. It's, and he, and it's not, it wasn't just like the one thing. He said it's not just this or it's not just this. No, it's the whole it's system that put it together. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the whole, it's like the the computers that have access to this, and it's linked to your phone, and it's linked to this, and, and it's like... He wrote that in what was it in 94, 95? Right, 95, right. I think he wrote that. Yeah. It's like, and Timothy here we are, twenty twenty two, and it's yeah. Timothy McVeigh was, but it was I just thought it was government it, overreach. But he shouldn't have blown up a federal building. Uh, you know, he, right, he right. could be against government overreach and not blow up a building and drop half of it on a school. Like you can do, you yeah. can, you know, <laughs> like you can have good ideas. And not it's all about the execution. There's right. very poor exactly. execution on these. Very, <laughs> good initiative, bad judgment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. So I just thought it was interesting when you have the, one of those moments where you identify with somebody who they consider a madman or a serial killer or, you know, serial bomber. Or, I mean, um, but yeah, you know, uh, that's the thing. History is. History is judged by the winners, right? So depending on how all of society shakes out at the end of time, Ted Kaczynski may, in hindsight, be viewed as a philosopher, poet before his time. You know, warrior poet, if you want to, because he was a smart, genius studier, but then he executed warfare against those he deemed needed it. Yeah, and it was just a little... uh... A little, yeah. little malicious. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. So uh, you brought up a, you brought up a key word there, Thomas, warrior poet. I did. I kind of. So warrior, warrior poet. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice, <laughs> nice setup there. So warrior poet. So we had our homework for this week to. Yes. Uh, initially, Thomas gets, uh, got a little uh, overzealous in, in my opinion. It was like, hey, let's do three each. And I thought, fuck, we're going to get a two hour episode. Um. But then I asked. Well, I thought I it would just be you, quick, like name. Yeah, your but yeah, I know us. It's not. It's yeah, not quick. That's true. That's you know. True. Um, and then and then I got to thinking. Well, are we doing the traditional like textbook definition of a warrior poet, 
are we doing what the, you know, uh, pop culture has, you know, because there's a lot of people that refer to themselves as warrior poets that were never in a war, never actually dealt with, you know, what there's a YouTube channel called the Warrior Poet Society. Right. Well, that's I mean, but that guy is like, I think, no, I know. I'm I'm just saying that the the term, the terms out there poet is Braveheart, the YouTube channel. It's out in pop culture. Right. So, so uh, Chuck, you hit the nail on the head. The, the first two groups that I think of when you think of the, the literal definition of a warrior poet are the Samurais and mm-hmm. the Templar Knights. Yeah. Um, because both of those, before they were ever taught to actually fight, they were taught to be chivalrous, to be educated, to be well-read, to be writers, to you know be a gentleman, for lack of a better term. And then you learn how to fight. Right. Again, you know the right. Braveheart thing. Learn, learn to use this and, and, you know, point it to his head and then I'll teach you how to use the sword. Right. Um, so I should have remembered the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can go through history. There are like literal warrior poets. There are guys that were educated, well-read, and some of them actual poets and writers that got called off to war. And then you can see through their writings how that changed their perspective on yes. everything. You know, they were writing poetry or writing, uh, uh, you know, history pieces or just general writing. And then they go off to war and experience that. And that changes you, you know, and then you come back and that's viewed everything. And then you're writing, you know, from a totally different set of eyes. So we decided to each do two and to pick one from the more literal traditional sense and then one from more of a pop culture sense. Um, right. Does anybody want to go first? Well, um, I, w- I was thinking since you're at a point where um, you're kind of breaking down whether it's traditional or whether it's a pop culture yeah. version, why don't you open it up by giving us the traditional definition and then your pick for traditional and then the pop culture definition and then your pick for pop culture? Oh, you want me to read you the definition? Well, no, you, I mean, just, you can explain it. You oh, well, know, I just, I, I, I figure that, yeah, yeah, no, the, what I, what I just said with the traditional thing was like, you know, an example of like, you know, those two groups is, is somebody who is, Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, okay. You know, so that, I, that was kind of your was, breakdown on the, that basis. was my way of explaining it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, I weaseled that one in there. How about I, I nominate Chuck to go first. Okay. Right. Chuck hit it. So first one I thought about, it's going to be no shock. Because I'm a Marine, but um, John Bassalone, very famous uh, Marine, uh, was very humble and um, a very respectful man. But when he went to war, he was like a fucking animal. Like he was amazing. I mean, he uh, he was selfless, and uh, you know, they wouldn't be naming shit after him if he wasn't. So that, he, that is he your traditional one, one? <clears throat> like a traditional warrior poet? I, I would I would say yeah. I mean, it's pretty pretty traditional. Did I mean, he? I mean, did so? Was he involved in the arts? Like samurai or did he nothing. write? Did he? Did he? Did he write essays or did he compose poems or anything like that? I don't think I don't think so. Okay. So I mean, less traditional, I guess. But so he's he more like a chivalrous knight. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, he was a gentleman, um, but you know. In the documentaries that I've seen regarding him, he was a gentleman. He was very humble, you know, um, but very deadly at the same time. 
you know um <laughs> the, the dude was a monster he was just he was a g on the uh on the battlefield um from everything that i've seen and, and read and, and and you know the documentaries and stuff like that and then we get into more of like the new age chris kyle okay sniper okay you know there was that whole book on him and you i read that book front front to back and then watched the movie um he was a navy seal sniper he's very famous um but he he would grew up in texas you know very humble upbringings and rodeo and stuff like that and then you know went off to the navy and became a navy seal and became one of the most deadliest snipers in the world at a I pretty mean, old age too mm-hmm. considering right what the typical age is too um and then uh to lighten it up a little bit chuck norris <laughs> Warrior, Chuck, Norris. Chuck Norris, the warrior, warrior poet. poet. Yeah. Okay. All right, dude. How I mean, so? I'm not gonna, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna argue with you on that because Chuck will kick down the fucking door right here and yell at me. I, mean, I just, <laughs> I, I think as soon as you talk shit about Chuck, he just fucking shows. It's like he's like Beetlejuice. You just fucking say his name right. a couple times in a, in a bad light, and he'll fucking show up. Who's the only man who ever humble. kicked Chuck Norris's ass on film? I don't know. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Was it Bruce Lee? Yeah, there was a movie where Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee fought. And actually, it's hilarious. There's a meme that was running around where it's the scene where they're both getting ready to fight, taking off their shirts oh, and stuff. Oh, so good. But they oh, replaced yeah, where they the fight the... music with sexy music, and yes. it just changes mm-hmm. the whole tone of the thing. Yep. <laughs> you haven't seen it, go look. <laughs> Very it up, homoerotic. It's great. Oh, it's perfect. Anyway. But uh, Chuck well, Norris, on, on, on personal life and then in, in the films, he's a black belt in, in personal life, could beat your ass, could twist you up like a fucking pretzel. Okay, but he was—you would never know it by just talking with him or looking at him. He's, you know, his little, uh, his little, whatever exercise commercials, you know. So then, uh, I have a Chuck Norris Walker, story. Texas Ranger, personal Chuck Norris story. Ooh, my wife and her friend got a flat on the 14 freeway. For those of you that don't know, the 14 freeway connects like like Los Angeles with <laughs> North LA <laughs> County. I'm on the desert to the desert. Right. <laughs> no, it connects downtown LA to the <laughs> desert. Right. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, my wife and her friend got a flat on the 14 freeway. They're they're in the rain, changing the flat at like one in the morning, two in the morning, and a fucking big white limo pulls up. And Chuck Norris gets out of the limo and goes, "You girls need help." And no gives way. them a ride no fucking and fucking lets them ride in his limo until he get like takes them to 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 takes them home. And then let's, you know, lets them call for a tow truck in the limo. I, I, he's just a, he's just a good dude. He was just like, Hey girls. And he didn't try and fuck them in the limo. Like, you know, a lot of other people might've tried to do. No, he's just right. like, let me give these two young, beautiful blonde 20 year olds a ride and not do anything other than help them. So there you gentleman. go. He's a gentleman. That's amazing. Oh, well, I, okay. okay. All right. So those are, those are more, I think, um, like the quiet warrior the 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 warrior in the garden you know kind of a thing i think right right that would be my guesstimation um i'll go next in case i have another coughing attack okay um so my traditional one i kind of like um i leaked it on my stories today on the gram but it's uh, uh thucydides which is a ancient greek uh historian but was also a general and I threw up one of the quotes of his that kind of it's one of his more noteworthy quotes. And it's uh, the society that separates its scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting by fools. 
Yeah. So he was kind of way back in 400 and 420 BC, um, was already kind of, you know, molding that warrior poet mentality of, you know, you need to be, you know, smart and strong. Um, so that was my traditional one. So he, he, uh, wrote the whole history of the, the battle between, uh, the Greeks and the Spartans, um, back in the day. And then my pop culture one, which is also another real person, um, would be, um, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Mr. Harold Gregory Moore Jr. Hal Moore. <laughs> Hal Moore. Who, if you've seen the movie, We Were Soldiers, Mel mm -hmm. Gibson portrays him and he is mm -hmm. a real person. And he wrote the book that the movie was based after and all that shit really did fucking happen. Yep. And he, to me is what, uh, the embodiment of like a true warrior poet. He's, he's in the military. He's a very ed educated, very well-read, uh, family man had like what, five or six kids. Um, uh, you know, uh, and just totally embodied that at home being the, the soft spoken, tucking the girls in, praying with them, uh, you know, taking care of his wife Walk softly and going, yeah, yeah. Going out the next fucking day and just handing it to the North Vietnamese, uh, defying yeah, grossly outnumbered odds. It was like, you know, 4,000 fucking people against, you know, uh, 300 and almost 400 people. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he, uh, I was reading up on him and he, he lived to be 94 years old. He died in 2017. So, oh shit, really? He fucking, stuck I would around. not have His, guessed that long. Yeah. He was born in, uh, 1922 and died in 2017 as a, uh, Lieutenant General, three-star general in the army. Wow. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Big so bucket of wind. 1945, Kevin's 1945 to 1977. Is Shit. when he was in the army. That's a long yeah. time. That is a long so he, time. So he he was he was in quite a few wars. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> he was in the mm -hmm. Korean War, uh, the Vietnam War. Uh, he's he's seen some shit. Yeah. Um, so that was my. Uh, but well, I wanted technically to technically he wasn't in any wars then. how about how about you, Mark? You want to go? Oh, so, that got me. Um, let me look this up, make sure I get this guy's name correct. Give me two seconds. Sure. He was a, um, Alan Seeger. World is this one. your traditional? Yeah, this is my traditional. He was actually a poet, uh, born in New York. Um, and he wrote a couple things before he decided to, once it kicked, once World War One kicked off, he actually went overseas and joined the French Foreign Legion. Uh, did some time over there volunteer, volunteering. Like he was volunteered to go because he felt the call and then, um, Subsequently, uh, upon his return, he wrote a bunch of um, bunch of pieces. But the one he's known for is "I Have a Rendezvous with Death," which is basically a depiction of uh, it's uh, personalizing death. It's like basically like making death into like an actual like um, almost like Meet Joe Black kind of situation, right? Like, oh, okay, like, right. Like the Grim Reaper, but as a person, I, I, not as a skeleton. absolutely as right as yeah. as a person as a person to have like a a, a sit down chat with about life. It's very that was a fucking good fucking movie, by the way. Yeah, it is. Actually, very profound. Underrated. Very well known. Um, the other one, um, I had to look this up to make sure I got the guy's name correct, because uh, this one actually stuck out with me as well, which is um, Private First Class Desmond D. 
Ricky Doss, which is what oh, the yeah. Hacksaw, Hacksaw Desmond, Ridge was, oh. uh, mm-hmm. was based, yeah. off, based off of. Yeah. So just uh, uh, the idea of finding a way to serve, uh, and I mean above and beyond the Call of Duty, right? But way still hold yeah. it, and beyond. But holding on to your personal values of not actually picking up a firearm you know what I'm saying? And, and, and actually, like, do, yeah. being he was, sent. He was there to save lives, not take yeah, lives. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's and, a job. And, he, and that's here's the thing. And, oh, go ahead. And, and obviously, through, has anyone seen the movie? If you haven't seen it, definitely see it. But it's, like, oh, it's my God. Through it's adversity. A uh, oh, yeah. But it's through adversity. Through, like, you know, um, people obviously, like, and I don't know, making fun of him for his beliefs and sticking to it and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, when everyone else retreated, he's up. He's up on that ridge, just sending bodies—not uh, bodies, excuse me—sending survivors down, right, yeah. one after another, after another, after another, asking, you know, asking God for help, you know, um, every single time. Just let me get one more. Let me just pick up one more. Let me just pick up one more. Let me just save one more, and he stayed up there the entire time until he, there was no one else left for him that was alive for him to save. And then he finally came down himself, exhausted. Yeah. Right. only to turn around and go back up again and lead a charge with his uh, with his unit you know that's i mean as far Didn't as he I like guess, single-handedly save like i think it was i want to say it was like 75 70 something people right I, I don't i don't know i know that it was, it was a pretty I, miraculous yeah, number. It, was. it was a a ridiculously unbelievable number so i know yeah. that it, i know that it was above like 20 or 30 people i know that i know and it, it was basically like unheard of yeah. um and this person well, actually yeah. did it you know he actually he actually did it so uh that would be i guess you could kind of stay kind of 75. Oh, 75 oh i damn near nailed it that's a lot yeah 75. No, i knew it was right around people. there was that's a fucking yeah. lot of people so one, the, he's one the only conscientious objector fucking... to ever win mm-hmm. the congressional medal of honor well which is proof that you can refuse to kill and still not be a coward it, yes well and, st- and right. still serve Right, and, and still serve, and still and still find a way to serve and be and be proactive, and and you know, and not I'm not gonna say be a worth because I think that's pretty harsh to say, but um, serve, you know, be be there, be active, be part of, be, you know, be part of the the like they said, you know, join join the club for the V, go for the V, for the big victory, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had two grandfathers why. served in World War II. One of them was a bombardier, the other one was four F physically. So you know what he did. He took his talents for drawing and he became a draftsman for the War Department and designed the plans and the blueprints that would become the deck guns for Navy ships. So, he, I mean, he couldn't go to combat and he was upset about it. But when it came time to figure out, okay, what can I do to serve? He figured it out. Well, you can hook up with Mr. Stark, get the juice blow up your body you know exactly saying? correct and then you know then put a crack team together and go after the red skull i mean you could, you could do that you could do that you, you know do that so. you get the super juice that's it get the super juice some gamma rays you're good to go wait you, you, go. you say super juice super juice <laughs> super juice super juice da, 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 super <laughs> juice. Oh, anyway we call it we call it the hebrew hammer <laughs> putting it out there putting it out there amazing if you haven't seen hebrew hammer go see hebrew hammer google hebrew hammer hell uh okay so i uh, i knew you guys were going historical and i decided to go um with fictional and we, we knew that we knew that we if were you say batman this. i'm hanging up 
I didn't say Batman. <laughs> Although he's more of a Superman fan than a Batman I am a Superman fan, fan but but uh, neither one of them I consider warrior poets. Uh, just as a side note, Matt, you are one hundred percent correct. New Batman movie is fire, right? Just as a side, I was I was impressed. I was I went into it not wanting to fucking like it, and I was like, God damn it, this is a good fucking movie. Well, now we know what kind of bat Batman is. He's a vampire bat. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My daughter said, literally, this is not a fruit bat, right? We no, that was George Clooney. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My daughter said, I wish I could unwatch it so i could go back and watch it again for the first time that's how good it was that's and that's yeah. my daughter not my son who's well, you know my son's a nerd like me. what's anyway you believe that was colin you believe that was colin farrell no, yes. I, did no. Know. I, yeah. did know. I did not know i did not know i didn't know it until after, until after. Yeah. he literally yeah. shaved he actually shaved his fucking head like that so they could mm-hmm. put the little skin like he committed yeah. and fucking lots shaved of actors do that yeah yeah oh then what was it daniel I don't know. Oh, Danny DeVito yeah. was right for what they were doing. Danny DeVito was awesome the, for the cartoony yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah. Um, yeah. For this, they had a giant rubber ducky yeah. crash to the floor <laughs> and penguins <laughs> with rockets <laughs> on their back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I yeah. think Danny DeVito did a fine job for you know, for oh, what for, okay. you know, for, yeah. for, for what they were delivering. So this was a no. new like a, but was I a did not... noir film. That you know, was like a mystery. Oh, it was great. It was, yeah. like, it was just yeah. so like real. It was so like it was, it was Batman really existed. Yeah. See, yeah, that's what I liked about it. It was like even like not only him, but um, Cat the woman, Riddler, Riddler. Well, all of them, all yeah. of them were the Joker re- at the end. Just re- it was more psychological, oh, more realistic. Alert. It wasn't like the, it wasn't really. It wasn't these crazy. <laughs> it wasn't these crazy over the top like gadgets and the unbelievable. Right. Like, you know, rocket like he, strap. He was it, building. It, it was grounded in the himself. real world. Like well, yeah, they right. put the, absolutely. They put the well, Joker in the end, but then all like it, the, the dude turns his face and like half of it was all chewed up, and I'm like, that looks like Two Face, but it sounds like the Joker. No, it's not. It's the Joker. It's not chewed up. It's just the the glass is trying. Anyway, yeah. we, we it's well, enough of Batman talk. Well, I did not pick a- Batman or Superman. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Let's Surprise. move on to. So I wanted to come up with some something that were very very accessible to people, and then I figured we'd open so, it up because we got some listener submissions and we got so some suggestions. Just I gotta pull that up. Are you, so you're saying that pull it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my first is a traditional warrior poet, Mister okay. Miyagi. Oh well, fucking played. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. 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 Any better than that. So Mister Miyagi won the Congressional Medal of Honor. Fought in World War II, distinguished himself um, in his unit. Uh, He tried to teach Daniel LaRusso karate for the sole purpose of having the confidence in himself to not have to get into fights. He trimmed bonsai trees. He, you know, he he built his own house with his own two hands. He was a craftsman. He was he was a, a warrior he was he was all these things but at his heart man yeah he was a renaissance man but when it came time to do hood shit he did hood i mean he beat the shit out of like five high school guys (laughs) like he was in his 60s right you know like fuck them kids uh he he chopped beer bottles in half with his knife hand because they were on his badass old school truck like when when it was time for Mr. Miyagi to do some hood shit, he wasn't afraid to do some hood shit. He just gave every opportunity for you to back out. He oh shit! Like, he caught a fucking fly with chopsticks chopstick. and didn't kill it, and yeah. then let it well, go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, that was my traditional warrior poet is Mr. Miyagi, 
And then my um, pop culture warrior poet is actually a twofer because they're both played by the same actor. Uh, okay. I picked Dalton from Roadhouse. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. But also, okay. Bodie, which is, I think, a more apropos Bodie from okay. Point, Point Break. Break. Yeah. Both yeah. played by Patrick yeah. Swayze. Bo- uh, Dalton, he avoids fights whenever he can. He reads, you know, philosophy. Sure. In, the, in the movie, you can see him reading philosophy. You can see him, you know, quoting. He's a learned man. He 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 measures his responses. He measures uh, his his thoughts and his words carefully. Bodhi, same thing. Bodhi, you know, he's a little more cavalier, but he is the kind of guy who studies philosophy. Studies, you know, uh, even though he doesn't necessarily play by society's rules, I don't think that's necessarily a requirement for a warrior poet. No, you have to have a code of conduct. You have to have a code of conduct. And he did, right? And that was like, you know, he he studied the surf. He studied, you know, the the most important thing to him was getting to Australia to surf that wave, to be one with nature. And, you know, he was all, you know, his name, Bodhi, it's it's short for, I think, Bodhisattva, which is, uh, I believe, a Buddhist term for enlightenment, Um, Mm -hmm. you know. and, And so I thought of these two characters, both played by Patrick Swayze. Oh, Marco just farted and grossed himself no. out. The, <laughs> oh, fucking, the fucking cat just bombed. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. So I thought those two, like traditional Mr. Miyagi, yes, he's a traditional warrior poet, has, you know, is, is, has culture and is steeped in the arts and he's a Renaissance man and he does these amazing, you know, he writes the, 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 the poetry and the traditional Japanese kanji and, and all that stuff, but also he can fight in World War II and be a badass and win the Medal of Honor and teach a young man to fight and defend himself, but also teach him the lessons of I'm teaching you to fight so you don't have to fight. So I I really dug those two examples of warrior poets because I think they're overlooked. Um I this all came about because I saw a post that was talking about how uh the dad from Little House on the Prairie, Charles Ingalls was one of the ultimate you know archetypal male warrior poet type characters and so i went back and i watched a bunch of episodes my wife was like yeah i love that show when i was a kid so we 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 binged a bunch of episodes and i will say as we open up the discussion of other characters and other warrior poets throughout history that character struck me and he's not a character he's not a fictional person he's a real person if you don't if, if people don't know little house on the prairie is based on real books that really did happen. However, this was Michael Landon's version of that character. But this was a man who stood up for what was right. This was a man who taught his children to be peaceful, to be kind, to be caring. You know, there were episodes against racism. There were episodes where he taught the kids not to pick on kids with other kids with disabilities. We taught them to fight. Fit. But when it it came time for his kids to whoop ass or for him to whoop ass, he whooped ass. You know, um, right, right. the man would the man would, you know, plant corn and then go blow shit up with dynamite. The man would teach his children to be peaceful and then whoop somebody's ass for insulting a, a black guy. You know, so when you see those kinds of that dichotomy of, I, you know, what do they say? I'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Correct. Yeah. You know, <laughs> though, that dichotomy, I think, is what men, sh- men, real men should truly be chasing, which is. 
it's okay to write poetry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to, to play with puppies. You know, Teddy Roosevelt was one of the biggest conservationists in our nation's history. And yet he was an avid hunter who has more animals, car, you know, stuffed animals and taxidermy in the Smithsonian than anybody else in history. So it's that dichotomy, I think, that really embodies warrior poet spirit. Yeah. I'll give you another example. Yeah. Like the ability to, you know, on a Sunday morning to enjoy a bubbly uh, glass of Prosecco with some fresh berries in it. And then when someone shoots you a snarky reply on your social media, <laughs> to just fucking laugh it off. Right. <laughs> I did see that. I did see that. Or to go out in public wearing uh, rainbow fucking Crocs. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, if you have enough confidence in yourself and your abilities and your badassness and the fact that you can take care of yourself and your family and your loved ones, you don't have to be worried about anything. Like you don't, right. you can, you know, you want to wear like, you want to wear a pink shirt. I, I got shit when I was, when I was working plain clothes on the department, I was, I was working in the station. So you have to wear, you know, shirt and tie. Right. And I wore my socks always matched my tie. My shoes always match my yeah. belt. And yeah. at one point I wore a pink, I wore a gray shirt, black slacks, pink tie, pink socks. And one of the sergeants who shall remain nameless, but his initials are Joe Allen. Uh, he <laughs> yeah. well, we, won't, we won't bring up, we won't bring up uh, Joe Allen's name at all. No, we would never speak to Joe Allen. We want to keep no. his identity secret. want to but, protect yeah. Joe Allen at all costs. Sergeant <laughs> nameless Joe Allen looked at yes. me in briefing and he's like, what the fuck is this? You're wearing a pink tie and pink socks. What the fuck is what? What, what kind of shit is that? And I looked at him. And I'm like, it's called fashion. Yeah, it's what it's what uh, um, it. it's it's something that men who are not insecure can wear, right? And, and right. be okay about it because it fucking looks good. I have a couple and that was I have the some thing. pink shit. Yeah, I, pink absolutely. In yeah. a pink can look good in a man's wardrobe when used correctly. I, it's I wouldn't yeah. necessarily wear pink pants, but right. Now, salmon, so maybe, you know, salmon. I can go for a salmon. Here's the thing. I don't like salmon because I'm not <laughs> a big fan of orange. Shoes. Okay. It's a boat so. shoes. Yeah. Boat yeah. shoes. Boat shoes. Uh, anyway, so I just thought that would be interesting as we open it up to some of our uh, listener suggestions and some of our other ideas for who are great examples throughout history or pop culture of warrior poets, because that dichotomy, I think, is what creates a true warrior poet. Yes, it's it's all about that I balance. Agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I got an email here. Excuse me, I got a book from Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Which at least he emailed it instead of DMing. Correct. Yeah, he was he was worried that he was going to uh, miss the Proper train procedure. on the uh, execution slash warrior poet. So I'm going to skip down to the warrior poet part, but I've flagged his email for when we circle back to the execution thing because it's a read. It's We don't have enough time left in the podcast to read through this. Yeah. Um, so his warrior poet, uh, as far as warrior poet, I'm going to go with one of my childhood heroes, Davy Crockett. He may yeah. not be the best and certainly not the only, but he popped into my mind. So there you go. Davy and Crockett I, was king of Davey, the wild frontier. That's fucking mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Um. He. Oh. So Davy Crockett was, I believe, was he a senator or a congressman? Congressman. I think he was a congressman. Congressman. Yeah. He went on to be. Yeah. And then, he's a real person, people. Real he's person. Like, <laughs> a real like, person. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's not. We're not talking about Johnny Appleseed. Where? Well, Johnny Appleseed was a real person too. He just his name wasn't Appleseed. But, right. 
I think the whole Johnny Appleseed thing was a metaphor that he was just going around impregnating people across the country. (laughs) (laughs) That was Johnny Demon Seed. Oh, okay. So, and we had another listener, and I, I swear, I, I perused through our DMs to try and find the initial uh, message for this, for for these, and Uh we've got a couple that I'm just going to read because I couldn't find. We get so many messages DMing, and a lot of them are just memes. And God bless you, we love memes, but sometimes it means that we lose some of these actual like meaningful posts. Uh, So um, the first one that I really liked was Shane. The Western movie Shane, if you've ever seen it. I don't Shane, believe I've seen that. No, if you've no. never seen Shane, go see it. Shane is a, he, he's very much a badass who doesn't, he, he wants to avoid confrontation at all costs, but he is forced into confrontation. And it was, it's one of those things where I don't want to fight you. I don't want to shoot you. I'm not a coward. You can call me a coward all you want. That doesn't bother me. But then something happens. You should see the movie that okay. forces Shane's hand. And she, it's old black and white Western. It's, it, I love Westerns. I love just, yeah. I, love I just have a problem. I have a problem with the name Shane. Cause all the Shanes I've ever known historically in my own personal life have just been like, like, like not. Yeah. It's just like, it's like yeah, a movie called Kyle. I'll, I'll give it a, yeah. There's a movie called Kyle. Yeah. This is like, I'm going to pass on that. Uh, drinking so Shane. Um, punching holes in walls. Shane is a, okay, so a, a legit, like a uh, peaceful warrior. You know, he, 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 Okay. When forced into action, he he has no equal. But because he has no equal, he doesn't have to be forced into action. You know what I mean? So mm, uh, sounds like okay. a Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. So here's another one: is Yoda? Yeah. Fuck that guy too. Yoda. Yes. I honestly thought you were gonna go with Yoda. I I if I would if I was a betting man, which I hmm. am on occasion, I I would have lost money tonight because I would have said you would have went with Yoda. You can say you can pretty much say like almost all all Jedi masters to one point. I mean, obviously yeah. Yoda being like the grand except base of all of them, but like. Okay, Except yeah. who? Mace Windu who? was not a warrior poet. He was a warrior madass motherfucker. Just describe Samuel what L. he Jackson. looks like. Oh, okay. He looks like Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. You could have just <laughs> said that you could have just said the black guy and I would have got it. <laughs> That's gonna be locker room mailbag <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Attention, Matt. <laughs> Do you know um, who the first Hispanic character in Star Wars was? Uh, who Dewey. Oh wait. <laughs> <Dewey>. <laughs> <laughs> what about obi-wan kenobi obi-wan uh, no, chewy was chewy was pimping out that ride you know oh yeah, yeah. um i got another email oh wait okay, you ahead. guys know that chewy's real name was jesus i'm just putting it out there <laughs> <laughs> jesus baka jesus baka jesus baka and then they call him chewy, chewy, Subaca, chewy you know, baka chewy. Chewy. all right um we got another one here from a minute ago from daniel uh, just listen to your episode about warrior poet suggestions and would have to say Denzel Washington as Robert McCall in the equalizer. Oh, the equalizer. Well, oh, so, okay. Okay. so to that listener, the equalizer is not an original character to Denzel Washington. Just so you know, right. There right. Was right, a right. TV well, show with a white. We're dealing team. with, we're dealing with but, younger, a younger right. audience. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I would say that's a good, but the equalizer in, in, the character to the equalizer. I yes. I would say, say that's a good choice. Uh, so uh, the in V for Vendetta. Yes. Oh, yeah. Warrior classic. poet. Yep. Very classic. Yeah. Warrior. Yes. Okay. Um, and then these two characters are from the same movie. They came in from the same listener. The first would be uh, the sniper played by Barry Pepper in Saving Private Ryan. 
Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. And then the second, and my personal favorite, because I like Barry Pepper's character, but Tom Hanks is Captain Miller in Saving Private Ryan. Yes. That he's one an, more. Okay, yeah. I think yeah. he's yeah. an I think that English one more. teacher. Yeah. He's a he's an unassuming English teacher in his real life. So much so that he doesn't want to tell his men that he's an English teacher. He won't tell right, them what right, he right, does. Right. right, 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 right. Because as a warrior, he's a warrior. It, as a ranger, he's a ranger. As a as a captain, he's a captain. It has nothing to do with his life at home as an English teacher. But he is, in fact, a quiet English teacher just longing to get back to his life of teaching. And I thought that was a great suggestion. Yeah. So And then Ryan fucks, um, and then Ryan fucks it up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah fuck no, Brian, I don't want to leave yeah, I don't want to leave I don't want to go I'm going to stay right the fuck I'm going to stay right the fuck here Everyone I'm going to tell you right Good now job, I'm going to tell you right now to this day when they go back to the cemetery and Matt right. Damon's oh, face morphs into go. that old man and he says tell me I'm a good man to, you know uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh. it, it gets me every time Got punch. every Got punch. time it gets me. So. Mm-hmm. so, uh, speaking of other listener emails and listener requests, mm-hmm. um, let's go ahead and get the, uh, get, <laughs> get, the, get, the, get the, get the music out. We've been, we've been, uh, we've been, we've been called to arms, boys. Uh, we've been instructed. Uh, I'm going to read this, read this joke because I was told to, and we do what our <laughs> listeners tell us to. <laughs> right. Apparently, apparently it's not good enough to send us a joke and ask us if we'll read that joke on the podcast. Say, we get lots of jokes suggested yeah. by listeners and we read them. This was, Hey, here's a joke of the podcast. Also have Matt read it. Cause this sounds like something he would say. <laughs> so yeah. apparently we don't said, just take requests. We take yeah. orders. Is it? And he was not, he was nice about it. also, if you do decide to read it, That's can true. I request that Matthew read it? <laughs> this sounds like something he would read. <laughs> So and thank you to for be that. fair, I mean, you know, it does. Yeah. So a man and his wife are in a store. The man grabs an 18 case of beer for 12 bucks, right? Smoking deal. The wife says, no, honey, we, we can't afford that. Put it back. Well, reluctantly, the husband puts the beer back. Mm-hmm. And as they're walking around the store, the wife grabs herself some product for her face, like some face cream. Husband says, what's that? And the wife says, well, it's for my face. It makes me pretty. The husband responds, that's $24. My wife goes, yeah. He goes, the beer was twelve dollars and does the same fucking thing. Put it back. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. That's true. Uh, so whoever sent little... that? I don't know who sent that. Who sent that? I don't see I, on here. I didn't see the thing. I didn't see the name. I will have to go back I and look. But... It looks like Metallica guys. Oh no, it's. Metallica I don't think it was. Guy. I don't think no? it was. Okay. Uh, no, it is. Little known fact that before crowbars were invented. Crows simply drank at home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, man. you know, dating oh, nowadays good. is really weird. I was dating this chick and she had a twin sister and people always used to ask, how do you tell them apart? I go, well, Jenny has fake nails and Jim has a cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus you guys- Christ. Did you guys hear about the Tibetan monk who claimed <coughs> that he saw the face of Jesus in his tub of margarine? Oh. Yeah, he's quoted as saying, I can't believe it's not Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, sir. But Good on you. Friday, 
Friday, I thought my fucking phone was broken. Oh yeah, well, you know it has the little the little home the little home button yeah. on the screen. Mm-hmm, yeah. Kept fucking pressing it, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm still at work." <laughs> like <that. laughs> what do you what do, you do? <laughs> with a year's worth of used condoms? Oh, <laughs> uh, there's so many questions. Nothing. First of all, <laughs> get to the punch. Line. How do you save wow, a year's well. worth of used condoms? But... <laughs> what, Chuck? What do you do with a year's worth of saved condoms? You sick fuck! You melt them into a tire and call it a good year. <laughs> oh. Wow! Oh mm. yeah. My wife says I'm addicted to uh, drinking brake fluid, but I can stop anytime I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Hey guys, uh, before we get into any more jokes, um, I'm working with uh, uh, one of Larissa's friends. We're organizing a charity ball. It's going to be like in a couple weeks. I just wanted to get this out there for the listeners. It's going to be for people who struggled to reach orgasm. So just let me know if you can't come. <laughs> good one. Oh, good one. Oh, how is a wife like a laxative? Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> they both irritate the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. My wife told me that uh, she really likes it when I blow air on her when she's hot. But honestly, I'm not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my wife told me I had to stop impersonating flamingos. And man, I just had to put my foot down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My three favorite. this This one is a thinker. So. My three favorite things are eating my family and not using commas. Okay. <laughs> Wait, say that again. I was not even paying attention. The cough my, syrup is real. My three favorite things are eating my family and not using commas. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that somebody printed that on a, off to pull up the old photo, but there was an actual magazine cover that they fucked up the punctuation like that. And, and it was implying that somebody was eating their dog. Because they forgot to put a comma somewhere, I'll, I'll find the picture and send it to you guys. Mm. It's fucking brilliant. It's like a, it was like I'm better, like house homes and housekeeping or some good gardener fucking shit. I don't know some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I've heard everybody talk so much about Eye of the Tiger, and I want to know why nobody ever talks about the other four letters. <laughs> <laughs> How is sex like air? How? Oh, wow. It's not a big deal unless you weren't getting any. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys know the game Fuck, Marry, Kill? Yes. I feel like we missed the boat by not calling it Wed, Bed, Behead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So somebody sent me something. I got to fucking find it real quick. Oh, my God. This is fucking gold. Okay. Um, Uh. But it was the whole, you know, the whole woke, you know, situation, whatnot. Oh, no, I can't find it. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Well, a guy asked me, an environmentalist, and I were having a debate. He said, would you still cut trees down if they could scream? And I was like, well, yeah, if they did it all the time for no good reason. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And technically, what's... Will somebody actually hear it if they scream? Right. right. How do you tell if your wife is dead? Wow. If yeah. she stops thanking you? 
the, the sex is the same, but you get to use the remote. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so get my wife to sleep right now. I went to a coffee house the other day and uh, I asked the lady behind the counter to give me her mildest roast. And she looked at me for a second and she goes, you have average ears. Uh, i can't find that thing by the way it got deleted it was somebody sent me a post and then it was like oh this post has been deleted and i don't remember what the fuck it was i don't want to fuck it up Mm -hmm. and tell a bad joke so moving on what do you do if you're a a dyslexic agnostic insomniac oh Uh, i don't know what would you do stay up all night wondering if there is a dog (laughs) (laughs) i like that one jesus christ i tell you i kept confusing the words jacuzzi and yakuza now i'm in hot water with japanese mafia (laughs) 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 one of my buddies was bragging that his 3d printer can print a gun but i wasn't impressed because my office i've had a cannon printer for fucking years (laughs) <laughs> i like that one i don't know why i like that one <laughs> that was pubic hair like partially christ oh. <laughs> oh. You, you push it to the side before you start eating <laughs> i always tell people what's the difference between pussy and parsley huh i don't eat parsley nice, <laughs> uh, nice. did you guys know that the biden family is very religious oh yeah Joe Biden says he's a devout Catholic and his son's a crystal Methodist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Did I send you guys that video of the, of the girl who couldn't identify, this isn't a joke. This is a question leading into a joke that couldn't identify a single country on any continent on a map. It was like on Hollywood Boulevard and they're like, can you name any country? Uh-huh. And she's like, uh, I'll just send it to you. But it was leading into, they were doing this thing. They found out that 85% of Americans don't know how to do like basic math. And I caught myself thinking, you know, thank God I'm part of the other 25%, you know, <laughs> or else. <laughs> oh man. Did you know, uh, men vacuum the same way they have sex. They just put it in and make some noise for three minutes before they collapse on the couch. i have an inferiority complex but it's not a good one (laughs) (laughs) i saw a sign the other day said watch for children and i was like sounds like a fair trade (laughs) you okay man yeah matt's matt's like you know yeah i'm a little verklumped no, I'm, I'm kicking call? this. I'm kicking this head cold in the ass. Yeah, not really. <clears throat> we go we ahead, call Chuck. an IT teacher who touches his students. Uh, <laughs> fired, dead. A PDF file. A okay. PDF file. <laughs> <laughs> I think Christ. that's the closer right there. Yep. Is that one? Oh, good? we will. Uh, <sighs> well, that was send good. us your shit. Yeah, we're going to do uh, the next topical one. Not literally. We might, we might have one or two uh, current events because <clears throat> there's a lot of current events going on we didn't discuss. Uh, yeah. Amber Heard's testimony, Snort and Coke on the stand. Uh, posing for photos with the Kleenex. Posing for photos face. with the Kleenex. Oh yeah. Bill Gates was, finally admitting that COVID talk. is just like the flu. 
Um, there's, there's a lot of things going on in the world. I think I have, I have COVID 20 right now because I tested negative for COVID 19, but I I still have symptoms. So I had to stay home. I'm like, but I tested negative. You have symptoms. I'm like, everything's a fucking symptom. Yeah. So yeah, it's a cold. I have a cold. um, We'll, we'll get to that. But, uh, in the meantime, send us, uh, your crazy, like, don't fuck crazy. Like, yeah, have a crazy crazy ex-girlfriend story. Send that in. Uh, we'll yeah. talk about it. Send if you it have in. advice, if you if you if you avoided a crazy girl, record, if yeah. you have advice on how, what to watch, what are the warning signs? You if know, you have pictures, I mean, well, wait, what? Knows, yeah. <laughs> uh, send those to us, so we'll be doing that. Um, and I think uh, you can send them to where, Margo? Lockerroommailbag at gmail.com. Once again, that's <laughs> lockerroommailbag at gmail.com. That's right. Uno más en español, por favor, señor. El locker room. Por favor, manden su correo electrónico a locker room mailbag en gmail.com. Punta. Oh, dude. I still remember when when you translated the beginning of that Jane's Addiction song for us. It was amazing. Uh, For Rocky. Yeah, I was just thinking about that the other day. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well. Then uh, send us your shit. Send us uh, your pictures, your stories. Your, your, and then if you have jokes and you want to be heard reading the joke on the podcast, just hit the little microphone button and record the joke <laughs> as Matt chokes to death over on his side of screen for those of you watching YouTube. Whoa. And until our next episode, we'll see you in the locker room. See you in the locker room. Yes. A, little, a little fucking came up that last cough. Like I puked oh. a little bit. Uh, like home in my in my fucking cup. Yeah, bring it up again. I'm not gonna go on the. Was it chunky? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh Chuck's go. gonna go. I gotta go. Chuck's uh, gonna go. Chuck's gonna go. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boys. Beyonce.